Good morning, I'm Arlie Schlanger from the LaRouche Organization. It is March 2nd, 2022, and this is your daily video update. Well, the situation is getting increasingly dangerous surrounding the so-called Ukraine crisis. Now, this is not really a Ukraine crisis. This is actually a crisis of the Western elite. Their global unipolar era is coming to an end. They can no longer dictate the policies that they want. They have a patched together appearance of unity among NATO and others, but they're driven by a, a really pathological fear that their system is finished. And therefore they have to destroy any alternative system, starting with the Russia-China alliance. And we've been reporting on this, trying to give you an understanding of, of what's at stake here. But it's clear that many in the West are subjected to lies and censorship and haven't yet fully realized how dangerous this situation is. I'm going to bring you some, some uh, background to this again today. But what's important is go to the SchillerInstitute.com website and download our petition and circulate it, sign it, get others to sign it and speak out that we need a, an immediate conference convened to establish a new security architecture and a new financial architecture because the crisis in Ukraine, as I said, is not about Ukraine, but it's about the implosion of the Western economy. And they're trying to cover it over by crashing the Russian economy, targeting China, and preparing for war. Now, one of the people who understands this is Scott Ritter, who uh, is served in Iraq with the U.S. military. He was a weapons inspector, uh, someone who's been very clear in his view of the dangers of the unipolar era, the idea of the rules-based order that the U.S. can dictate policy and back it up with military from the United States and NATO. Ritter raised the relevant question. He said, Putin has often complained that the West doesn't listen when he speaks of issues of, quote, critical importance, unquote, to Russia's national security. Now, that's what we're dealing with now. A an weapon, an offensive weapons going into Ukraine on the border of Russia. Zelensky talking about a nuclear armed Ukraine. These are immediate security threats to Russia. And if you really want to get a sense of this, go back and look at the 1962 Cuban Missile Crisis to see how the U.S. reacted when the Soviet Union put nuclear missiles within easy reach of the American mainland. We're doing that now to Russia. That's what NATO membership for Ukraine and Georgia would mean. So the question is, Ritter asks, is the West capable of comprehending the seriousness of the situation? And he says, so, so far, the answer seems to be no. Now, how do you conduct diplomacy when you kick diplomats out of the country? Yesterday, the U.S. announced that 12 Russian diplomats must leave, and they accused them of being engaged in spying. Now, if you look at just a, a few of the developments around the Ukraine situation, you have the French Foreign Minister Le Maire, uh, who said, quote, we are going to wage an all-out financial and economic war against Russia. He's clear. 
This is a war that's being waged. The kicking Russia out of the SWIFT system, the shutting down of, of Russia's economy by uh, cutting off trade, cutting off exports. This is war, as Le Maire said. Now, then you have the request that came from Ukraine a, a couple days ago to set up a no-fly zone over Ukraine. In other words, have NATO enforce that if any Russian aircraft are over Ukraine, they'll be shot down. Now, does that sound familiar? That's what Hillary Clinton proposed for Syria. And Donald Trump rightfully explained that if we did that in 2016, 2017, had Hillary been elected president and set up a no-fly zone over Syria, we would have been in World War III against Russia in 2017, 2018. And the American people responded. The American people don't want wars. But the problem is you're not being told the reality. And there's a, a, a slander campaign against Putin and Russia designed to make you acquiesce to the idea that maybe we have to go to war. Now, here's a, a, a discussion of the no-fly zone just to give you a sense of what we're dealing with. The former head of the British Joint Forces Command, General Sir Richard Barons, said a no-fly zone over Ukraine is feasible. But he said the issue is public opinion. Now, listen to what he said. How does public opinion in the United Kingdom react to seeing people who look and live like us being slaughtered? That's the issue. Now, what does this bring up? What's the implication? Well, it's okay for the U.S. and NATO and the United Kingdom to slaughter Iraqis and, and Afghan people and, and people in Yemen and Libyans because they don't look like us. This is the racist world order that's coming from the same people who are pushing the genocidal Green New Deal. Now, have you forgotten, though, when you hear that, 23 years ago, NATO bombed Serbia in the breakup of Yugoslavia, uh, an intense bombing campaign from the United States and NATO. And what was the end of that? What was the goal? To change the borders, to establish breakaway republics like Bosnia. Well, why is it okay for NATO to bomb to do that? But it's not okay for Russia to use a military uh, intervention to defend the independent republics of Luhansk and Donetsk. Now, let's look at the financial warfare question, what, such as the sanctions. In 1995 90 through, through 97, 500,000 Iraqi children died as a result of the sanctions imposed by the United States on Iraq. They with, withheld food, withheld medicine, 500,000 children died. And when the Secretary of State at the time, Madeleine Albright, was asked some years later, was it worth it? She said, yes, it was. So it's okay for the superpower, the unipolar power, to kill children. As we're now threatening millions of children in Afghanistan by withholding funds, the same kind of theft of money because we don't want the Taliban to get access to the money, we'll punish the people of Afghanistan. Well, that's $9 billion that was withheld. In the case of the financial warfare against Russia, over $300 billion 
of Russian money is in the banks of the U.S., Germany, France, Austria, uh, the U.K., and Japan. And that's being withheld. Uh, yesterday, former or senior officials of the uh, uh, Biden administration gave a briefing, probably the same ones who in January 25th laid out the strategy for destroying Russia with financial warfare. And what these officials said is, quote, we've been talking about taking this action for months. And they described the meticulous planning involved. They were intending to do this months ago. They had no intention to listen to what Putin was saying, no intention to negotiate. And when Putin was asked during a Russian National Security Council meeting before these military options were carried out, he was asked, why don't we give them three more days? And both he and, and Sergei Lavrov said, why? We've given them 20 years. But here you see, spoken by the administration officials, they planned this for months. Now, that means the 300 plus billion dollars the Russians have are not available to support the ruble. Now, then you have the other lie that this is a defense of democracy from the autocrats in Russia, which is what Biden said over and over in his State of the Union address last night. Well, in Ukraine, opposition newspapers and media have been closed down. Opposition parties have been shut down. Leaders have been jailed. In Europe yesterday, and I think also in the United States, RT, which is a Russian government publication, was kicked off the, it's actually not a Russian government, it's a Russian uh, press. It was kicked off the servers. You can't go log on to RT now in Europe. This is censorship. This is exactly what authoritarian governments do. And so here you have U.S. officials accusing Russia of authoritarian methods, of dictatorial methods, of, of dictating to countries what they're allowed to do. Why did we bomb Iraq and Libya? Because they wouldn't submit to the global order. Why are we targeting Russia today? It's very straightforward, and I've been identifying this for you for weeks on, on this daily update, because Russia rejects giving up its sovereignty for the sake of achieving peace uh, under the direction of the central banks. Russia and China are sovereign nations that will not submit to the arbitrary demands of the rules-based order. So they're being brought, they're trying to bring Russia to its knees. It's not going to work. It's not going to happen. We have to turn the tables against them. And the best way to do it is to address the financial and economic instability of the financial interests behind this policy. This system is going through a systemic collapse. You know it. Look what you pay for gas, even before the, the uh, recent events. Look at the cost of food. What do you think is going to happen? when the cost of fertilizer goes up? What's going to happen when farmers are driven off the land by the Green New Deal? You're not going to be able to afford food unless you're a tech billionaire. So this is the reality. And because in the United States, there's a, a policy of censorship, of, of lies, of protecting the lies coming from the government, you don't know this. But that's why we do what we're doing as long as we can 
And I'd encourage you to share this video, uh, get people coming to our website, and most importantly, circulate our petition, demanding that there be an immediate conference to discuss a new security architecture, which guarantees the security of all nations and all people, not just the ones who look like the former chairman of the joint forces of, of the United Kingdom. So thank you for joining me. Uh, it, it's urgent that we act now. And, and let me know what you think. You can send me emails at harleysch at gmail.com. See you tomorrow.